today is March 6, 2019. And as it couldn't be otherwise, we're going to start. We're going to jump right into it. And we're going to start to talk about Champions League, obviously. So, since the last time we spoke, Real Madrid got beaten by Ajax that was quite an interesting one and uh, and to be honest I I was somehow sure that Madrid wouldn't be able to make it until, until the final let alone win it but I didn't expect Ajax to be the team that finally defeated them. Mm, and to be honest, I was really ignorant about the work at the structure that Ajax has been building on and off the pitch. So I wanna talk about that because we all saw the we all saw the game. It was spectacular to say the least. Tadic, world class player. Del John, the light. All of them, top top players. And on the other side, Madrid. Madrid. Alberto Latti said something interesting, or at least he put it in a way that at least for me made perfect sense. He said, or he wrote, that the reason Madrid failed is for the inside out, not for the outside in. It failed, and Lati didn't say this, but I think he meant that they failed because first you you let go of Cristiano. I mean, I don't think I have to address how important Cristiano was for this team, let alone Zidane. And it's curious because, in my opinion, or at least how I see it, how I saw it, Zidane was not really a tactical genius, like let's say Mourinho or Guardiola, but he was or he had something that it's important, at least in the locker room of Real, of Real Madrid, and that is he had a good sense of how to manage people, of how to treat the player as a human, how to make Sergio Ramos respect him, how to make Cristiano respect him, how to make the, the whole squad really get into the idea of how the team 
has to play and I think that that's what Lopetegui and Solari are lacking they are lacking for, for example in my opinion Lopetegui was a top, a top uh, coach or I, I mean he is a top coach I think until this day mm, but the circumstances at which he arrived mm, were not the best so that one thing led to another and it all end up in a bad way in a really bad way both for Lopetegui and for Real and uh, we saw it yesterday because that was in my opinion the end that's how I that's how I will call it yesterday we saw the end of an era as we saw the end of an era a few years ago the era of Guardiola and Barca yesterday we saw the era of Real Madrid because I would dare to say it's going to be at least a few years until they will lift another Champions League I don't have any idea of what the future will look like there are rumors that Hazard is coming as well as Neymar the thing about Hazard I see it pretty realistic I could be wrong but I would bet he's coming or he's going to Real I should have said I should have said he's going to Madrid next summer but again that leaves us with the big question how to make the transition to really restructure the whole thing all over because in modern football there isn't really a lot of time for patience and these guys know it these guys get it so in my opinion so here's here's what happened at least from my point of view Florentino and his team were making a really good progress in transitioning the squad what do I mean by this? let's take for example at 2014 a group of players was built after the World Cup players like and I mean some of them came earlier but we can take 2014 as the start of this golden era and it was followed by the signings of players like James uh, earlier Modric Bale uh, Cross, Casemiro, Casemiro I'm not sure, I think Casemiro came after, I'm not sure, 
but you get the idea. And this is a new generation of players. Madrid, Lev, Otsil, Di Maria, Kedira, many, many players. And this new generation arrived. And it worked. I mean, it delivered. The results not only that were expected of them, but they surpass the expectations. I don't think anybody in Real Madrid would think they could achieve what they did the last three years. So that's what happened at 2014. Now, since the last year of Zidane, what I saw was like the beginning of the transition for as a few years earlier Otsil left the plannings were starting to look further in the future to let's say after Cross what's next after Modric what's next Casemiro is still really young as well as Baran however Marcelo Ramos, not so. Cristiano is not also a young star anymore. And Benzema isn't really the goal scorer that Florentino wants. Not sorry, I mean, it's the goal scorer that Florentino wants, it's not the goal scorers. The goal scorer that the Madrid's that the Madrid's fan fans expect to have. So what am I why am I saying all of this? Well, because in the last year, when Zidane was at the bench of the Bernabeu, players like Lucas Vázquez, Asensio. Lucas Vázquez, Asensio, Lucas Vázquez, Asensio, Ceballos, and others were starting to have chances in the first team, and were starting to take relevance in the squad, and the world, or at least I remember in those dates. A lot of journalists, both for from Hispanic countries and also all over the world, really, were clapping at the work that Madrid was doing because they were not only dominating Europe, but at the same time they were building, or at least it seemed that way at the time, they were building the foundation of what's to come now as we saw yesterday that was not quite the truth and it all started with Cristiano living as well as Zidane living that left Madrid in a 
ironic position because I remember last summer while the World Cup was going on it seemed as is as if many of the top coaches were not really interested in managing Real Madrid. I mean something felt weird, something was going on that until this day we don't know what is what that is. Some said it was that Real Madrid didn't back up Cristiano with his legal problems, his legal issues. But I think it goes deeper than that. Although that might have played a huge part. But anyway, I'm not really going to get into that. All I want to say is that even it seemed like Madrid was building a good foundation, and I think they were, in fact, building a great foundation. The changes that they faced last summer were too drastic for them to adapt and to react as they really should, as they really should have adapted or reacted. Because Vinicius is not ready. Reguilón is really good, but he's not ready. Mariano, I don't think Mariano is really Real Madrid quality. But you get the idea. I mean, it seemed like Madrid were doing the right things. But yesterday it seemed as if all of that was because I mean if if they really would have been building a good foundation, what happened yesterday would would have been something different. I mean yesterday Vinicius uh, injured Ramos. Uh, Ramos, I mean, what Ramos did, I don't know even how to comment on that. When he admitted that he did the second yellow card on purpose in order to lose, in order to miss this match, um, something felt something felt wrong about it. Something it felt kind of disrespectful for Ajax. And they proved him wrong. And I wonder how that was received in the locker room when the match ended. But either way, that's all I wanted to say about Real Madrid. Uh, their foundation was not good enough, as we saw yesterday. I think it's time to start to really build the future and I'm curious about how they will do it because it's not 2012 
anymore. It's not 2013. I don't think they can really expect to sign another Gareth Bale. Probably Hazard will have, will be way more expensive than Bale. Neymar, I don't know if he will come or not. I think he will leave Paris sooner or later, but I will talk about Paris in a minute. So yeah, that's what I think about Madrid. To summarize, they need to start building a foundation for the future and a lot of changes coming up. I think Bale cycle is gone, it's done. I think uh, Marcelo as well, Ramos, probably Kaylor, but Kaylor not because he's not good enough, but because Solari and Lupete turn their back on him, and that really that was really painful to be honest. Because Kaylor, in my opinion, deserved at least to be treated better. But yeah, that's, those are my thoughts on Madrid. I mean, we have we'll have plenty of time to talk about Madrid in the future. So I want to talk about Ajax. We already talked about what Madrid got wrong. Now I want to take the time as well to say what Ajax got right. And I will start this statement by saying something that um, Fernando Palomo said yesterday during the match. It went like this. Ajax is a team of players for players what does it mean if you look at the hierarchy of the executive that run Ajax at its core at its soul you see Mark Overmars and Van der Sar both legends of the club and why is this important because how I see it at least is that Ajax got right the managing part of their squad not only their squad but like the whole operations like the whole operation let me explain why I think this because it's no secret that the mass the vast majority of the players that yesterday beat Madrid were offered contracts from the biggest clubs on earth to play for them this season. Why didn't that happen? Because the managing directors, and it's rare to say this nowadays, made a great job at really convincing, not through money, but through like the ideal of making a of making a legacy in the club, of really giving back to the club that made them who they are, and to me that's that's really beautifully done. And yesterday, I mean, it doesn't matter if Ajax gets eliminated in the next stage; they already they already have done it. I think it was 
2003, the last time that they made it to the quarterfinals. And they already did it, so... I, I, I'll stay with that. Ajax is a football club of players, for players. And probably most of them will leave, if not this summer, next summer. As we know, the John has already signed for Barca. The Light, I think he will sign, if not for Barca. Uh, he will probably sign for a Premier League club or a Spanish club or maybe Juve, who knows? But yeah, that's that's what Ajax got right. That they put they put the player at the center of their priorities. And now, talking about that, we can make an observation. A or we can take a closer look at what happened today. As you know, Paris lose, Paris lose, and I don't even know how to begin this. I'll start by saying that what Ajax got right, all that Ajax got right, Paris got wrong if you look at both clubs you see on one side Paris that has spent almost 1 billion euros or dollars I don't, I'm not sure in the last 9 years or 7 years and Ajax that I, I haven't even looked at the at their record or the amount of money they have spent on their signings I would bet that it's way less than Paris and why do I say this because while Ajax puts their players at the center of their priority and the results as we saw yesterday were clear, Paris on the other side, as Martin Einstein said on one of his podcasts, is that Paris is not really only a football club. Paris is about something else. When you see the activity of Paris Saint-Germain you see that football is not really their, their top priorities I mean what they want is really it's a brand it's what they're projecting that's what, that's what I would say it's a brand that they're projecting they want to be recognized as premium as the rich boys as the team to support if you're not really into football but want to get in that's the best I can come out with and this lack of success 
at the champions will translate economically obviously but also culturally because what we see with Paris and I can and I mean it hurts to me to say this because I support Cruzazul but this is the best example I can come out come out with Cruzazul doesn't win Liga MX because I think their self-image is already that of a loser I mean we saw it last December as much as they want to they can't win because their their self-image doesn't allow them to win they're not winners the same happens with Paris on the Champions League as much as they want to as much as their circumstances seem appropriate they can't really transcend on the Champions League and it's a shame because they have today they really had it all they had it all to to really I mean this is the thing if they won it today everybody would be like oh well I mean that's what was expected of you at least because United played with 10 between injuries and suspensions they had 10 players 10 habitual players that were not going to play this match between those among those sorry Paul Pogba and if you see in the starting lineup that United put on the pitch today at Park the Prince I mean player by player in my opinion Paris seemed better Paris it looked like it would be just an easy match for them well maybe not maybe easy is not the word but a match that they will transcend and that was wrong and that's the best that's my best conclusion of what happened is that first because of the team is not really about football as much as it is about a brand as much as it is about getting ninja to watch to watch your team and I mean shout out to ninja I mean probably he just was chilling there but yeah that, that, that's the best I can come out with and about Neymar a short comment on the team it's a shame because matches like today today's are the ones that are the reason why they bought him they didn't bore him because they wanted to beat Olympic Leon or Montepio. But anyway, this got really long. I need to put my thoughts more on order and we'll wrap it up here.
I'm going to watch Monterrey against Atlanta and we'll talk about it tomorrow. So until then.